Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi and welcome to episode 4 of 101 Part-Time Jobs, the only podcast in the world which hears me, your host Giles Bidder, speak to musicians and comedians about the jobs they had before they went full-time. This week we have the band Bly and Avon, and it's basically a non-show since they got signed by Transgressive when they were in their teens which is most likely due to them being an extremely talented group of individuals who absolutely rip at their instruments. In fact, the reason this episode happened was because they played an open mic at my local, The Bird's Nest in Deptford, as an entirely different band, switching around instruments, presumably because they're so good that they got bored of their own. 
The week this happened, they were practicing for a tour which ended with a sold-out show at the Shepherd's Bush Empire, which is no mean feat. If you know anything about that venue, you know it's a grand, ostentatious building where you only get to headline sold-out shows there if you're really fucking good, or if you've tricked enough people to like your band. So, here's Blind Avon on 101 Part-Time Jobs. Signature Brew is the official beer of 101 Part-Time Jobs. I'm with Harris and Frank and Ben from the band Blenavon. Blenavon? Blynevon. Blynevon. Do you have to say that a lot? Do you have to explain that? Yeah, it doesn't matter though, it's all good. Mm -mm. What is in a name anyway? What's in a name? Like, yeah. Especially in this day and age, it couldn't have been a more valid question. <laughs> but you've been a band since you were like younger, right? Since you were teenagers. Right. So you've known each other through through these times of finishing school and being like, okay, what do we do? Where, where are we going to get our mm. pocket money for the pub? Yeah, but for some reason, uh, we never thought like, what are we going to do? We were just like, yeah, we'll just be in the band It'll still. Work out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be fine. Which is, it seems to like, that's, I feel like that's what like most teenagers in bands think, but it has actually mm. happened. Yeah, like, sometimes weird, you do it, sometimes you do it like, in the other days, like sometimes you do a gig and like at the end we each get like a tenner and we're like, wow. Yeah, probably should have been given that to like our agent or whatever. Yeah, it turns yeah. out. I feel like you can be like a twenty-eight-year-old in a band now, and that's like the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It. I guess we didn't really think about making a job out of it, so we just found yeah. it funny until about last year when it just suddenly <laughs> was a job. And it, then we were like, oh, this is a job. It's also funny. Yeah, very funny, really funny. <laughs> did, did you, uh, any of you end, end up doing something, like any part-time jobs? On the side. Yeah, I actually got a job not for making any money because I actually needed none because I lived with my parents and ate my dinner off their table. Mm. Um, as the saying goes. <laughs> <laughs> but I got a pub, a pub job because I actually like thought it would be good for me it was probably the mm. only decision i've made to like be like this look you're not gonna like it it's gonna be rubbish but for you as a person you're gonna yeah. be better after this yeah and like i'd look forward to little bits of it like mopping the tables in the morning and like making sure everything was prepared there's like a checklist uh like screwing all the caps on the like beer stuff it was all quite therapeutic and simple mm. yeah I get that. and then the bit i didn't really like was when people came in like sometimes I'd be on my own in the pub, like blasting out cocktail twins and having a sneaky pint, and it was like a big old-fashioned tavern with just me in there, like dancing around to stupid shoegaze. What time? For how long was it open? I like, did all that. Day? It was open all day, but a lot of people wouldn't come in till the evening. Mm. Saturday was good because everyone was less depressed, but like <laughs> uh, I would be involved in their banter and their like. They seemed to treat me more like a a person rather than just yeah. like a, a pump. Whereas there, there is that like thing at pubs where like you know people go there to it's like the same way we go to Bird's Nest we go to Bird's Nest because it's fun mm. and it's comfortable yeah. and it's sort of like Not a second home and that is like the, for me that's the idea of like a British pub isn't it I yeah. guess it's because we're now like not that this is like outskirts but because it's like very much its own like little mm. little community properly mm. no better than that mm. you still have those like the pub we were in Brooklyn yesterday was like amazing um, yeah like the same fucking like seven blokes and a few ladies. And then we walked in and it's like, what the fuck? But yeah. they were very welcome. They loved it. Like yeah, they, they had a really tight community, but it, the whole point about it was that they like brought everyone in. That's what it was. Totally. I thought two... I was a girl for ages, like, for, ages oh, yeah. for like 10 minutes. And then I went, I'm a man. And they were like, <laughs> nah. And I like, came over and I like, checked. Yeah, like the, the lady was like, <laughs> like grabbed me. And I was like, this is a wig. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm... Sewed so like, into the hat. Yeah, it was sweet though. She said, she was like, oh my God, you're so pretty, young lady, whatever. And I was like... 
Sick. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's oh, really weird. Well, I was going to bring it back a little bit more to the part-time job. You had your um, open mic nights at your, at your pub, didn't you? That's another attend. one, but that's about, more about me. Me, 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 one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah. Did you become tight with any, with any locals? Um, it's weird because it, like, it happens in the pub when you're not working there, but you come, become tight in that way where you're like, you're my closest mate and I'll love you forever, and then the next day you don't give a shit and you, like, you yeah. can't remember anything you said to each other, and that yeah. kind of happened. I was Absolutely. thinking, did you, when it was your last shift, were you like... Guys, that's been nice. Or did you, just, you just fucked off. I, you just gone forever. I, I, I was gone forever. I didn't know it was going to be my last shift. They probably never even talked about you. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually so funny because I thought about something. Or someone showed me something that's just like what you said there, which is how fucking gnarly is it that one day you signed out of MSN Messenger for good? Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. MySpace. Yeah, no, but it's like uh, Hotel California, isn't it? Like you never leave. Like the, yeah, the yeah. man, you the man has all your time. conversation history. Like, yeah. Yeah, but when, when you, you were like, you didn't know when you were you, signing out. Exactly, you're like chatting. You're like, all right, yeah, see you later, Emma. Oh, and exactly. then you sign out, and then you just never, <laughs> never go back. That's, that's what you did at the pub. You fucking just and like it is unnecessary to have an emotional goodbye because I mean you didn't want, you didn't choose to be friends in the first place. Yeah. Sometimes the best friends are the ones you didn't choose. I think my last memory in the like crowning moment of my departure from the pub was that I came in and I was wearing a belt really high up with these like chinos. They haven't got a lot of crotch room, and um, I was wearing it's because I was wearing braces. It was like a dress up for Christmas type thing, and so I had to. And I had these fruit braces with different like squidgy like bananas, grapes, apples, like all in a kind of like woven platter of a. That's crazy, isn't it? Um, <laughs> and that was. Like I was wearing those, and because... the guy that was always like, he was my, he was so against me at the start. And over time, I was like resilient and nice, and it actually won him round. And like when he'd get drunk, sometimes he'd be like, "Oh, I think you're actually really good at this job." Whereas at the start, he would like chastise me for pouring the pint wrong or like yeah, all that bullshit yeah, that people yeah. like pretend to know about. Um, and he was like, "I came in," he was like. Oh, I can see your plums, mate. And I, uh, because my my, bra- my braces are so tight that like my balls are clearly showing through my chinos. Like. I thought it was on the on the fruit shirt. No, or plums but, on the fruit shirt. No, it's like put them away or like take the braces off or something. And then I had to wear put them away. The, the manager's uh, like Christmas jumper that her mate had brought her like to wear. So um, the, the, the the so that the punters couldn't see your balls. I've just well, got an image of like the, it's Christmas. like it's almost like front side piles. Yeah, pals in the front. Mm. That's, that's how I see them. Fuck, that's far. The chesticles. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life is frontside piles, mate. Um, that is quite quite funny in jobs. I find that like it's like it's a common theme that you know you if you, when you start a job, people are just like, oh, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, yeah. So it works in like most jobs, I think. Like some band, it's like, oh, you, you're having this support band, and you're like, oh, they're gonna be noise, aren't they? Like, oh, fuck, 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 and you meet them. Everyone's a fucking nice legend mm. every time. Mm. <laughs> have you have you found that working? Obviously, we don't want to like chat shit on anyone, but like but like working with people like PRs or agents and all the people in between. Mm. Well, we've been actually like we didn't really pick our team that carefully. We just kind of fell into it really funnily when we were kind of kids. And mm. um, actually, everyone is quite a massive legend. Yeah, mm. that we work. With. I was going to say it's really weird because we're all like predisposed to like our natural setting is to assume the worst and like most of the time people are, prove you wrong and like yeah, like you said yeah. it was so easy people just kind of like I mean, they were there and it they were doing be, the thing yeah. and they're all like amazing it shouldn't mm. be a challenge you set people to prove that you're not a dickhead like guilty yeah. until proven innocent you know no, no but it's kind sadly, of how it works it's quite funny really sadly most people in the world are dicks 
Uh, maybe. I don't know, but it, isn't, it is a weird coincidence because that's, mm. like, we've, I don't know, there are some people that work in this job that are kind of wankers, I guess, mm. but everyone that works with us is... Yeah, that's wicked. That's lucky, especially when you're, like, when, when you're a bit younger, you don't mm. necessarily think mm. to be, like... Yeah. And you, we've all grown up with, um, like, our father's advice ringing our ears, like, the music industry, the sharks, and, like, they yeah, have, actually yeah. have no fucking idea because yeah. it's, like... <laughs> the industry is so reliant... On the yeah, the, the 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 world we're in is so reliant on like um, like uh, personal relationships. So people that aren't nice just mm. kind of don't get. Mm. You don't get far yeah. unless you get really far and then start being not nice. But everyone has to pretend yeah. like they like you anyway. Yeah, because it's I don't know. Like people need to want to be with you because it's very like face to face, like hands on kind of thing, isn't it? And it's like it's, it's not cold hard business it's really about the people so yeah absolutely and I, and I, I, don't know, I imagine in my, in my sort of like the way I've dipped my toes into to the music industry or whatever you want to call it is that you know, people want to work with you if you're nice yeah exactly and that's how you keep your job mm. as well as being good at it yeah have you had anything Frank uh, I did some part time work at the Savoy what hotel go on. in London continue and I had to wear these little Savoy gloves <laughs> which are like Mickey Mouse gloves when you, um, when you say that, like as in like finger, tipless? Or? Uh, no, like white gloves um, with like three stripes on like Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've got kind of like rubber grips on the fingers so that you don't drop the plates. And the plates are fucking hot, so that's why you need the gloves. And actually, you need two pairs of gloves because the plates are so hot. <laughs> they give you two pairs? Yeah, yeah, you have to double up. Everyone like doubles up. Um, and the thing about the Savoy, which is fucking shit, is that they make you polish glasses that don't need polishing just because they like pride that like the, all the glasses are hand polished or whatever like that mm. so like even after like everything's finished and all the work's done like everyone's gone home blah 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 blah, blah everyone has to stay and polish glasses like whatever their job is just that everyone has to stay for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours until all of the glasses in the whole Savoy are polished again <laughs> like every night every glass in the Savoy has to be <laughs> hand polished <laughs> is that everyone that works there like yeah, like all, all like all the chefs like come. Everyone gets back like together in like yeah. the fucking back corridors, and everyone's just like fucking hands off, fucking polishing done. And they're so, like, if you've done a, like, and there's also like people that check the quality of each. Like, mm, has this have these been done well? Yes, this rack's been done well. Imagine the quantity yeah. of glasses is quite large. Yeah, there's an insane amount of glasses in the. Would you say more than ten? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. How there's cool? just like I don't know, like. 20 in like a in a kind of tr- tray like this and then they stack this high mm. and then there's like 20 of those things so can you say like on average when you were, when you, when you were there <laughs> like so each night how <laughs> way many, too many how many would you personally polish I, literally so many and you're quite fast where you do, what do other people slack off and you have to do like someone else's shit you're you're quite good at stuff all the time you're working at the Savoy, it's like blah, 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 and it's fine, and at the end of the day, it's great, and then, like, the then polishing. you have to do the polishing glasses, and it goes on to, like, four in the morning sometimes, right. even though, like, you finish working at, like, 12 or something like that. But you get paid, do you get paid extra for those late hours, or it's the same shit? kind of do, but it's, like, slightly reduced pay, because it's, I don't know, it's weird. Do you know what they should do? Not care so much about the polishing of yeah. the glasses. Every, okay, everyone that works there knows how shite it is working mm. there. And like they really hate it, which is kind of a funny atmosphere to be in a workplace. Like everyone was like, "I really hate it here." Mm. What were you doing other than polishing glasses? Uh, mainly, it's like, um, like serving <coughs> plates of food, mm. or like um, 
directly to customers or to like there'd to the be like big corporate events in like the events rooms yeah. and we'd be like serving all of the meats and who's a vegetarian one for the number 13 or whatever you know yeah yeah, yeah um, it's quite funny um, meet some interesting characters well, I suppose um, you, I suppose you're not allowed to converse. well actually if you do wine pouring that's a good one because then people like chat to you and yeah. they like you because you've just given them wine yeah, as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> whereas with um, food people like fuck this in like, fact I once poured white wine for Andrew Marr really yeah he kind of like um, was in a kind of circle talking and just like sensed that I was like walking, weaving around, and he just like put his wine glass like that, oh <laughs> like just like behind, like so that it was like visible to me. Didn't even look at me at all. Carried on talking like my his wine glass filled up, and then he just like, <laughs> like <laughs> no, thank you, <gasps> nothing at all, no no interruption in his sentence. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Yeah, oh fair God. play. He's, he's, that, that's not his first rodeo. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Done that before. That's, a, that that's a particular phrase of ours that we yeah. all love. I do like that one. So you, I mean, so by the time you were eighteen, seven, eighteen, just going back to it a sec, is like it, being in a band was a fairly logistical way of, to lose money of being. Yeah, I don't know. It's something to do, wasn't it? Were you staying at your parents' houses? Were you all staying at yeah. your parents' yeah. houses? When yeah. we finished college, we decided not to go to university. Yeah, yeah. and we stuck around trying to be a band for a while, but it was kind of okay because we all kind of with our parents which were all yeah. pretty near each other and yeah. actually there was a lot of time not doing much so part time jobs exactly yeah um, I feel like we didn't we weren't very ambitious I mean, maybe that's why it's worked out well, yeah I mean I think you can rush things yeah. it, well, it is for the best but if I, I I would change it if I went back then like I don't know we had a weird situation but we kind of didn't didn't take it very seriously or do very much and it was always like oh yeah I'll just put uni off for another bit because this is kind of sick mm. but we didn't really like try or get anywhere until like two years ago I think it was because of that though that we had the like the reality check and the kind of wait mm. got to put in a lot of graft actually and yeah. I, I don't know I'm not quite sure how else we would have got that kick but That's it was true. that kick which but we also started the ball you know, yeah, I think it was either ball. having someone that would tell you you got to do this or learning the hard way, which we learned the hard way. But beyond all, on beyond and below, if you'll allow me to use the familiar beneath, beneath and above and beyond and all those things, all of that. Um, I remember that, that I think there is actually a like really low lying amount of confidence that is quite grand, really. Even when we started, we did the like talent competition that we formed for. Like, I remember crossing the bridge on the way to school, walking with Ben, and I was like, oh, like, yeah, I wonder if we'll win or not. And you, you were like, yeah, we we will win. Like, we're going to win, Harris. And I was like, yeah, I know. But, like, and then it just happened, and now we're here. And it, it, that's kind of like... We were just really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess that's kind of, like, how it's worked. You've got, like, I don't... I, mean, I used to be, like, very sure of myself and very cocky. Um... I think it. I think I think I was better for it. And now I worry about everything loads. Have a shit time. But you write better songs than the cover you played. Yes. Uh, have I written a better song than Always Like This by the Basketball Club? Yes. Mm. I don't think in that genre. No, but I do think that, you're, that there's like it's a bit like more of an ambition in the song. Yeah. The songs. Actually, no. I I have written a better song than that. Good, think- good, good repetition in always like this. There, you really like repetition, and that does just very well. Don't, yeah, it's good for like theoretical pop music, but um, I don't, I don't love it in like actual nice songs. 
Do you think that's got something, what you just said about um, being cocky, which is what most teenagers do, mm. what I like. Yeah. Do you think that's got anything to do with, you know, putting it bluntly, I mean, it's, it's real, like, you know, your band getting popular and, 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 re- and basically, you know, having this build of an audience. Do you reckon there's a positive correlation? I do think people want to, like, see that as much as some people suggest they do. Yeah, I think maybe they like, people liked it a bit more in the past. Yeah. But now when bands say shit like, we want to be the biggest band in the world, yes. we want to change change the genre, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like, genre, the genre's another, fine. Yeah, It's another trope, isn't it? You, re- you see through it straight away, it's like, but actually, stock, you know that... You've read that thing somewhere, or like you've heard someone's told you that you need to say that in order to be successful, or like to be taken seriously, and you just look like an idiot. But when I was just like a punter, if I read like mm. the enemy in the Arctic Monkeys or something, we're like we want, we're going to change the game. I would have probably been like, oh, cool. Mm. That made me. That's I was a lot younger. But, but don't know. I don't know if I'm just cynical now because I'm in a band or because I'm older. Probably a big combination. But oh, because you're really good at karaoke. Oh, I didn't do it actually. Oh no. I know, I always get too scared to do it. It's way scarier than playing a gig. Have you done it at Canavans? Yeah. I've done it, I sang once at Canavans, and my brother kind of told me I was a dick, so I didn't do it again. (laughs) What song was it? Well, me and Jamie did a duet at Fairytale of New York, and I was Kirsty, and Jamie's also like a singer, so when we did it, my brother was just like, oh, yeah, you guys are both singers, like, obviously, uh," and I was like, okay, I won't do it again. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bit (laughs) off-putting. I feel like He's anyone talking though. to you after you've done a karaoke song, unless it's one of your mates yeah. who just give the sincere, yeah. like, oh, nice one. Oh, go. But it's, it's cringy. I don't want to you want to go straight to the dressing room, but there isn't one because it's karaoke. Great gig, dude. <laughs> Great karaoke, dude. Um, yeah, I did that yesterday. Really I tight. Some guy in Canada. Tight the guy, the guy that. Um, <laughs> that was really good, like vibrato. It's oh. just like Disney sang a yeah, song yeah. so amazingly. Yeah, he was. And after the gig, I was like, oh, I was like, mate, that was, I was like, that was amazing. He was. Yeah. Like, don't want to hear that like, shit. On his way to the bar, it's like, shut the fuck up, Ben. And I was like, I'm sorry, Stephen. <laughs> there are two builders that duetted Ed Sheeran's song. Um, what's it called? Oh, 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 it's called Thinking Out Loud. <laughs> yeah. Oh it's my god, it was amazing. Song. Yeah, they duetted it, and it was like a, a really perfect vocal double. I, did, I had no idea that they were two of them because one yeah. of them was like not even on the stage yeah. miles away looking at the screen but actually like they were both absolutely nailing it and also like the whole pub like was like yeah was it was like the most nice vibe ever I, yeah. I, I knew that song like kind of had that vibe but like it yeah. really does it's I a really good karaoke song I didn't yeah. think about the song at all whilst I was listening to it I was just like these guys are singing this song that's famously really difficult to sing and like it's so nice here yeah. it's quite funny yeah we, we wrote a chart of like the four most difficult songs to sing of all time and that was like third I think mm-hmm. and then there's guys fucking nailed it absolutely nailed it and like, I mean the compare like when Houston was like, oh my god I just I had forgotten about this until right now but the compare I was doing Whenever Wherever by Shakira yeah. and there wasn't much going on but suddenly the compare just took his shirt off oh yeah and he was like this is the first time I've ever done this and I was like it was that. it was okay. Harris was Harris was singing wherever whenever by Shakira exactly, and mm. he like kind of like was doing a kind of Shakira yeah. shake kind of thing with his mm. massive belly and moves, yeah. and it was like <laughs> it was kind of a Shakira vibe, he and every, and, and all of the audience was like yeah yeah yeah, and he was just like yeah. had his shirt completely unbuttoned and like was he was mixing. That's the effect that Shakira has on you. How did I not? 
I was standing at the front watching you that. Didn't see I that. I, see I, that. It was when I was going behind him and like yeah. doing like hypothetical grinding when you're actually touching them. Yeah, yeah. And then he was like <laughs> trying to button it back up, but obviously like out of sync mm. with the buttons kind of back. <laughs> it was really cool. What a fucking legend. Because like that was a really bad performance in most ways, but like that part was really cool and he'd never taken his shirt off before. He augmented <laughs> he, he was bold with the shirt on and he, he'd never taken never it, take it off. That's it. That's, I think that says more about you than, than anything else. Mm. What does it say about me? It's, well, I don't know. Make people want to get naked. I think it says, I don't know, I think he was must have been so thrilled to have a group of new young people like... Really caring. Enjoy, like, really caring about mm. how nice their situation was and enjoying it. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, we... feel like young and alive. Was sick. We were silly because we went straight into the furthest room in the furthest corner. We were all sitting there with the beers we had just bought, like... Oh, and, like, hearing the karaoke next door. Yeah, but, think, like, we did all go and sit there and then, like, we were like... We were there for, like, a second and then we just got... Jamie was like, what are we doing? Let's go and sit in there. And we did and then suddenly we were, like, completely As soon as we there. sat down, they were like, come and sing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was sick. Uh, would you stuff. rather have... Paris is very good at these. Tongue for a nose a... or a nose for a tongue? Does it mean you have two of, yeah. two of those? It mean, no, it means you, like, have one. So if you've got a nose... <laughs> if you've got a nose for a tongue, if you've got a t- nose for a tongue, then you've also your got tongue a nose. would be a nose. But you've also got a nose. Wait, I'm, I'm fucking and that, that It would be the same thing either way, wouldn't it? So, so like, you've got, so if your tongue's a nose, do you also have your nose? Oh, wait, no, yeah, that's a, that, is a very, that is a good point. Because otherwise <sighs> it's just like, would you rather have it the way around you have it now or the other way around? <laughs> would you I rather think have would you two rather have... noses... Or two tongues. Yeah, and one of them's in the place of the yeah. other one. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Um, so the nose is inside your mouth. So if you close your mouth, <laughs> you don't double smile. Oh, and if mate, you sneeze no. with but then your mouth you closed, your teeth then you pop. Days, then you're fucked. Okay, I'd rather have a tongue. Oh, but then if someone like throws a shit at your face, you taste it. I've been working all day, I've been laying on the side, running around.